0: Reader Mail number
1: 15. Hello and welcome, everybody, to Reader Mail number 15. For those that don't know, I'm Saul Bridges, and alongside me is Mr. Brett Beck. And this is our offshoot of our normal episodes of Triangle Squared, a PlayStation podcast where we ask you guys to ask us questions and we answer them every other Friday at. Supposed to be five PM Central Time. It's always t- it's always noon Central.
0: I thought we agreed they changed it
1: my bad Uh, somebody pull back the video and and prove us wrong
0: yeah i thought that we we discussed it on an episode and pulled it but
1: i don't know i could be wrong you'll see it at either 12 p.m or 5 p.m p.m central time uh for those that don't know we are part of triangle square to playstation podcast you can catch those episodes every monday at noon central time as well across youtube and all of its platforms we also have a patreon link in the description below if you like our channel and want to support it head over there you'll get stuff like this a day early uh and we're working on getting other things early as well, such as actual episodes of Triangle Squared. That kind of stuff may be stuff maybe perhaps the audio uh version of it earlier or something. Uh kinda that's kinda up in the air right now depending on where I will be in the next month or so. But um we ask you guys to ask us questions on Facebook, Twitter, and Discord. And this week it's gonna be somewhat of a short episode. We only have about fifteen questions total. Uh and
0: we're, considering that last week's was like a two-hour long episode, yeah, and, and, I think this
1: balances it out. And we're starting mm-hmm. just a tad late. So we are on a little bit of a time crunch here, but we're still going to get to all the questions that deserve to be answered, So, as we always do. So a little bit of a remedy real quick to fix is that our good buddy uh, in person and uh, local streamer Felipe, he asked us two questions that did not get answered because... Um, we put them in a the Google Keep to answer them for the very first one for last week, and we just completely forgot about it because we don't typically go into Google Keep uh, during these episodes. So we are, Felipe, going to answer your questions first, and then we're going to hop over to Facebook, and then we're going to hop back to Discord. But his first question is, what games would just feel wrong not to play on a PlayStation controller? Main ones that get me are Devil May Cry and any old Squaresoft games like Final mm. Fantasy VII. Playing Metal Gear on Xbox would just feel weird. Crash Bandicoot too. That's actually a really good question because he hit the nail on the head with Metal Gear Solid.
0: Yeah, I agree on that one too. I was going to ask if you ever played the uh, Xbox The collection?
1: Oh, it's terrible. The collection on Xbox. I don't know what it is about the controls, but the controls are wrong.
0: Well, some of it comes down to the fact that the 360, whenever it hit around that, the 360 did not have the pressure-sensitive buttons that the PlayStation had uh now ironically enough playstation 4 doesn't have that anymore either yeah that's something they've decided to go away from so if they ever actually release that on um if they ever come to release those exact same games on playstation 4 you're gonna have a very similar problem of it feeling entirely wrong because there's no pressure sensitivity
1: yeah and he uh for 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 those, he actually did list another one that I agree with, which is Devil May Cry. That get, that does kind of feel weird on Xbox. I played Devil May Cry 4 on Xbox, as well as the original DMC collection, and it just felt off, something about it. It wasn't necessarily the controller at fault, but I think it had to do with the button uh, sequences and the button prompts becoming unfamiliar. It's not something that you're used to seeing, so it just feels off in that sense. But... Um, coincidentally he listed final fantasy 7 which i actually have played on the switch a fair amount and i don't have a problem with that on the switch i think that comes down to a majority of final fantasy games that i've played have been on nintendo systems final fantasy Six, one, two, three. uh it was just there was a four, really five, long yeah. stint
0: from 7 to 12 10 for me of them only being on PlayStation. either playstation or or PC eventually, depending yeah. on which game you're talking and
1: about. And to be fair, there were offshoots of Final Fantasy. There were side games like Crystal Chronicles Absolutely. and such that yeah. came out too, mm-hmm. but no mainline games. Yeah. So it, for me, for Final Fantasy, it doesn't really feel off.
0: Well, and, and you're still talking about the Nintendo console, so it's something that feels at home for you on. whereas on a PlayStation controller, I should Xbox
1: say. Xbox literally felt.
0: It was. I, I can only imagine how weird it was for people who mainlined Final Fantasy on the uh, PS consoles up until the 360, and then decided for whatever reason to go with a uh, 360, which plenty of people did. Early gen, there was so, no Final
1: Fantasy on 360, was there? Thirteen. That oh, yeah, was you're the right. first. Oh, and I played thirteen. It on, was. On, yeah, it was. No, the, I played it on PS3. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay, I was surprised. I, that, for some reason,
0: I thought you played that alongside Big Seth, which would have been on uh, 360. No, right? I,
1: I watched him play it. But I never played it then. I played it when I first like moved into my first apartment.
0: Yeah, well, that was a big deal because that was the first time that a Final Fantasy game was going to hit. And not only was it going to hit Playsta- or Xbox, which was already, it was considered like a de facto PlayStation exclusive, but it was going to hit day and date. Yeah. Which was going to be a really, because, you know, one of the other games that kind of did that, but they always came to Xbox just way later, uh, was the Grand Theft Auto games. And I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember back in two thousand five or six when they were, I think it was five. I think it was before the console even came out for the Xbox. They were talking about Grand Theft Auto four will be a day and date drop same day on xbox as it was playstation so that was a weird time period where you were losing a lot of de facto exclusives and i think this question does kind of come down to that what are games that were just because playstation was in such a power position throughout ps1 and then you look at the ps2 and it was a little bit different than that too right some of the games they got were specifically due to how playstation 1 worked in regards to uh how nintendo 64 worked yeah and because there was really no other big person in the gaming space at the time as we were watching uh Sega come early with the Dreamcast that was considered the you know same generation 6th gen of consoles same as the PS2 and Xbox uh we saw them come early and fail quickly Uh, So instead, you know, you see, for the most part, the competition was Nintendo PlayStation. And the reason that you see some of these games become de facto exclusives to begin with all rest on the fact that the Nintendo 64 was not made for some of these games to work the way they did just due to amount of memory because you're dealing with a cartridge that has a lot less static storage on it, which is just how much you can store, Uh, but also the way that they render things. The Nintendo could render a long way. But it could bear, it just couldn't store that many textures, so all the stuff looked bland. Do you remember the first time that you played Ocarina of Time on 64? It was amazing in a lot of ways because it was like this huge open world. But if you really go back and look at it and play the 64 version now, it is the most bland-looking thing. It's because very flat. The textures are very flat. The grass texture textured. is a literal repeat.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and and the glass, glass, grass texture actually rotates with you. It's it's a standing like five strands of grass, and it's a completely two D image. And if you circle it, it literally rotates around with you. Yeah,
0: it's it was a really weird. Halo One
1: did that too.
0: There was a couple games that have done it. I mean, we still saw that up into the PS3. Thankfully, we don't see that anymore. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, I think that was the weird time. Is that most of the games that we consider to be odd to play on another system, even though they technically exist there now, uh, it all came from. PlayStation not only being the place to go during the PS2, but specifically the fact that the PS1 works so vastly differently. The reason that the Square games came over was because... They wanted huge games with a lot of different variety, and you could not get that on the on the Nintendo 64, no matter what you did. And then we saw the PS2 come, and the PS2 was just, well, we've already started this, and it's doing more of the same, and it's selling billions. Why would we worry about breaking that trend? But, yeah, I'd say for me, going back to the heart of the question outside of that is uh, the, the game that I, I had to imagine would have felt entirely weird for me would have been Kingdom Hearts. If I, cause yeah, I have an Xbox and I've had one off and on throughout this generation. I can see that, yeah. I don't know how I could have played Kingdom Hearts 3. It was. It's honestly weird playing Kingdom Hearts three on a DS. Like whenever they were playing Kingdom Hearts three on a DS. Oh, sorry, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, on a DS. Uh, when they came out with those games, it was just like a little bit of a shell shock.
1: That might be for me too. Where it's not weird is that I played Chain of Memories when it first came out. I did too, but so, I think the
0: reason it didn't affect me is it was such
1: a different game because it's very yeah, much like you but, said with the Final Fantasy side shoots being uh that young when that came out because I think I was like thirteen when that game came out, maybe fourteen. Um that it kind of just ingrained in my memory that that was one of the home consoles for Kingdom Hearts. And it ended up being one, the, like the secondary console, which is crazy. Sure, yeah. Where, the, where some of the most important games were. Game lie. Boy,
0: PSP, DS, 3DS. Those are the... Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, it definitely... It's, that it, series it had a so long hold. On the handheld consoles, I think for me that's probably my biggest one. Um, you know, I will definitely agree that, like you've already said, Metal Gear Solid is one of the most point pointable ones because it's it's a game that literally built into the hardware or mechanically leaned into the hardware it had available to it with pressure sensitive buttons. Yeah, and because the mechanics are built around that, when you go to play, like you said, it's 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 even hard to if you didn't know that PlayStation had pressure sensitive buttons, it's almost hard for you to even think about it because it happens like second naturely. Yeah, but the moment you're going to control it doesn't have it, and you go to hit, you're like, Why is this? Why is it it's technically doing what I wanted it to do, but not the way I wanted it yeah, to do? Yeah, it?
1: and, and it's really weird with me, too. I am a really picky person when it comes to stuff like really small things in games, and just the smallest kind of caveat of a game will turn me off of it. There's a weird running um, animation in Star Ocean that came out on PS4, and I was like, I can't play the game because of it. It was like, it just it got, I saw it, and it bugged the hell out of me, and I just couldn't do it on PC I was playing through Dark Souls 3 and even though I was playing with my PlayStation 4 controller using DS4 Windows uh, which I of course have done time and time again on my PlayStation the controller felt at home the prompts on the PC did not because they were the Xbox prompts I actually went out and bought an Xbox 1 controller just to fix just it. to fix it mm-hmm. and coincidentally enough I didn't have any problems with it that actually was a flawless transition and when I'm trying to claw Whenever I speed run, I have to reach my index finger around the back of the controller and hit options or start to open up the menu so I can keep running while I'm in the menu navigating with the D-pad. Mm-hmm. It's easier on Xbox, which is crazy. I'm curious how it's going to be on my Astro controller. Um, but his second question is, in the vein of a Final Fantasy conversation, one we may not be able to discuss, two... Expansively, just due to the nature, he said, because I'm selfish and I want more Final Fantasy conversation. What scenes most excite you, or or or, are you most excited of getting remaked? Here's to hoping they touch more Crisis Core backstory. Mm. So I personally know people who watch this that haven't played Final Fantasy Seven. There's a couple of them in our Discord. I think there's only two of them. I don't want to say any scenes because that will be a spoiler for them, even though it's that weird. Uh, Problem of it like a 15 year old game. It and is, man. I don't want to spoil it though. It's almost um, like
0: that thing where it's like it's so old that you expect everyone to know it, but it's also just past that threshold where there's plenty of people who could have come into gaming a little bit later than other people. Yeah, and that's or on ones. a different system and that just it just missed
1: them. And that's the ones I think that it reaches mm-hmm. our Discord. Now, I can be vague about them. One is going to be a memory. Mm. And this is strictly Final Fantasy 7 One is going to be a memory. One is going to take place in a very pretty, holy building. That's all I'm. <laughs> that, say. Yeah. Well,
0: that's important, and that's
1: a big scene. Yeah. That's so a I definitely agree with you scene. there. That's, that, that's
0: something that you feel like is monumental to get well, remade. Well, being like, vague about how that too. Ha- handle that
1: works really well because there's a lot of scenes that happen in that place mm. that you could you could not really. But if you if you know if you know you know what I'm talking you know, about. Yeah. I do agree though that I hope they touch on more crisis. Ooh, excuse me, more Crisis Core backstory.
0: If I'm being honest, I mean, yeah, outside I of the ones that you said, and because I want to be a little bit more coy about 7, I think I'll talk a little bit more about Crisis Core, and there's a lot of ways. I'm not going too much. No, nope, I, I wouldn't even much. do
1: that because, once again, we don't know what's in 7 that's that added the time. Be- yeah. Because I don't, like, I really want to talk about it. Something
0: we could say that ends up being true in 7 and feels like it was a spoiler on well, our part. Well, we
1: still don't know the extent of Crisis Core in 7. We don't know. We don't know if it's happening if at all. it's 40 hours for the first four hours of the game, you would, you would lead you to believe that you may play a prelude of sorts that would be 7, Crisis Core. I'm hoping that. I don't want to spoil it. For what, a, anybody. what a
0: marketing tool that! Yeah, would be though, I don't right? know
1: what that is.
0: That would essentially be the beginning of Kingdom Hearts two. Yeah, you remember it's, it's like I hate you the come into this game thinking like, "Boy, I'm okay." It's Metagross Solid two. <laughs> you you come into That's this game, you, but you come That's into this game and like mission. your boy's about to play as blah blah blah. Then be, you just come in. To be in? fair,
1: you can get through both of them and, and roughly. You can get through the beginning of Kingdom Hearts two in maybe two hours if you're really good absolutely
0: not oh dude the first time you do it, it's like four half four and a half hours it is. you
1: can get through that part it's very less long than an hour.
0: hour maybe i don't know if man. you
1: know where to go what do you mean i recently played it i don't think it was back. that quick
0: for me hour and a half maybe there's nothing that holds you back really if you know where to go well it's not about that it's that there are certain things you have to wait to happen because you're moving through the days so it's just literally like bare minimum if you know exactly
1: where to go it still takes some time maybe but, yeah, like, I don't really don't want to say much more just in case the people who, uh, who are going to play that for the first time. I don't want to spoil it. Now, if it comes back, uh, or if, you know, Final Fantasy VII comes out and Crisis Core is not involved at all, we we'll do. We could do a, a look back. And maybe even as an extra video go through Crisis Core and the story and what we, like, uh, essentially just an extra episode of nothing but our Crisis Core conversations. So okay. we might be able to look forward to that. But I don't want to touch all that just in case because Crisis Core, I think, I, 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 I at this point in my life, I do like it more than Final Fantasy VII, but it's one of those things that's there's set things that one or the other do better than each other. So,
0: Have you played Crisis Core recently? Nope. I didn't think so, but I was
1: curious because uh, yeah. you've
0: recently replayed seven or at least parts of seven.
1: Yeah, I got all the way up to um, this a scene in seven that I was talking about <laughs> yeah. on Switch, and I was like, you know what? I actually kind of was just replaying it. It's like when you want to watch a movie and you start watching that movie, and you're like, "I kind of wanted to watch this movie just for like three or four specific scenes." And then you and you know, now you kind of dumb. yeah, it's kind of like that.
0: One thing I've been curious about: how does the uh, how do how do other platforms? Because I haven't even played them on PS4. Uh, I haven't played seven literally since PlayStation One, um, and an emulator on PC at one point in time. But how does the remake or whatever you want to call it, the remaster? How does it handle disc switching? Do
1: you does it just? skip that and yeah, you don't have to do it, it at all pretty much skip or is that, there yeah. a
0: part where you have to like you know because like the reason i say well, that yeah,
1: it's a it's a dead giveaway in the game on when it happens and it kind of uses that like it doesn't and it just, just kind of uh, loads to the next yeah, it just doesn't abruptly yeah it's it's the the way they made that game was very smart
0: okay well i was curious because you know it's on the proofing. it's on the ps classic and the ps classics open button exist for the sole purpose of pretending to do yeah, which is stupid because that's
1: the only one game on that that probably has multiple discs. I think you're right. I think there's only three games on PlayStation One that have multiple discs. That Legend no, of there's, there's plenty. Is there? <laughs> there's plenty. A lot of Square games. doesn't Legend of Dragoon have five? No,
0: Legend of Dragoon I think was three. Okay. Uh, oh, I fun. don't. It was very rare that the game was four. Uh, Final Fantasy Nine was multiple disc. Eight was obvious.
1: All of those games were multiple discs. Yeah, I keep forgetting that, that seven, eight, and nine were. What multiple I
0: can't schools. remember, and I don't think it's the case. I can't remember if Tactics was multiple disc. I don't think it
1: was. How about the original Tactics.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, Final F- Yeah on, P- on PlayStation.
1: I don't know. I couldn't see that. That game was such a tiny game in size. That's what I was about to say. Because I think it's, what, 500 megabytes at most? Which is technically... You well,
0: know, it gets hard because the, technically the PS1 could hold 600 megabytes.
1: Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. But it's compression back then, has gotten a lot better. Yeah, back then 500 megabytes was a whole different ball ballgame. Uh, it's one disc. Yeah.
0: But it's still about 100 hours worth of gameplay. But it was... it $100? was $100? 100 hours worth oh, of gameplay. Oh, okay. Uh, but no, I, I guess that makes sense too because you got to think about it. It wasn't 3D. It wasn't doing big mapping textures. It was... It was kind of
1: 3D. Yeah. Isometric 3D.
0: I guess, but I'm, what I mean is like in, in the grander scheme it was just Technically Final Fantasy 7 wasn't
1: 3D like that though.
0: Well actually Final Fantasy 7 is really weird cuz it's like 2D backgrounds with 3D characters moving yeah. around. Yeah. It's pretty smart how they did
1: it actually, it's, all things it's considered. 2 3D. Z-axis is weird in that game. All right. Go ahead and move on into Facebook. All right, we got Thank Facebook. Thank you, Felipe. Sorry for the delay. Josh
0: Drago asks, and technically in one question, he has two questions. Which fast food places don't you have in your area but wish they would bring the fast food chain to your town? I think I know the answer for you. At least one of them. If you had to say one very bad thing about California, what would it be? Please be honest. I don't know how you're going to answer the second one because it's just going to be based off of perception more so than actually Experience. physically going. Yeah. there. Um, where I've been... the california multiple times now and multiple parts of california um so uh yeah let's start with the first one fast food place that we don't have that you would like
1: i'm trying to really think i'm technically gonna say five guys is one Ooh,
0: five guys is a good one i don't the thing about them is i've always been coy on calling them fast food because oh, they're definitely fast food well can, i mean technically, they, they don't have a drive through some of them do Okay, I've never been to one with yeah, a drive thru. There's
1: one in Fort Worth that did. I think it's closed now, but it used to be like where RC lived. Um, he used to have a shopping center, and it, I forget the bar and grill that I went to that completely messed up. Like, I called the bar and grill and I put the order in, and they're like, oh, that's at the one 16 miles away. I'm like, what? <laughs> it, I literally clicked the one on Google Maps that was closed because I asked RC which one was closed. So
0: I wonder if that means that the numbers on Google Maps were switched. Possibly, yeah. But I've only ever been to two Five Guys. I've been to the one yeah, in Freeport multiple times, and I've been to it one in Dallas. Dallas. That, um... Yeah, Five Guys is a great one. I would have imagined between you and Blaze, I hear both of you talk about Jack in the Box enough times, and
1: I feel like y'all would want Jack in the Box. I don't like Jack in the Box. I don't talk about Jack in the Box.
0: Then I guess I'm somehow... There's somebody besides Blaze that I'm, uh, I'm confusing you with in that particular regard. Blaze loves Jack in the Box. Every time I've ever eaten there, it's been... I wouldn't pay for that again. Oh. And I always eat there because Blaze wants to. It's
1: not Five Guys that has the drive-thru. It's Jersey Mike's that has the drive-thru, I think, that normally doesn't have a drive-thru. Okay. that no, would see, be my, That's my second one, though.
0: That, see, that gets weird, though, too, because technically there's a drive-thru
1: at 30 Burger here in town. Yeah. I don't consider them fast food. I think once you add a drive-thru, it's fast food. Because you call ahead, and make an order, and you go pick it up. I guess, but if calling talking, ahead,
0: that's, that means Chili's is fast food. Okay. Because you can just go, you can call ahead at Chili's. Well, they don't have a drive-thru. And go pick it up. But they've got a side
1: for, for what do they call yeah, it? Yeah, but you got to get out of your car. Pick uh, up. Online pickup.
0: Yeah, but I still don't consider that fast food. Fast food means that you can go order and get it within a five-minute period. No, nobody's like that anymore except Wendy's. <laughs> Wendy's, so good. Taco yeah. Bell, every time I go, Bell surprisingly, they normally no. are incredibly slow, but I've been lucky the past year. No. I don't go there very often.
1: The Taco Bell sucks ass. And My breakfast
0: every Friday that I get at McDonald's, I'm, I'm in and out That's of McDonald's in three McDonald's,
1: minutes. Though, that stuff's like this is fairly quick um yeah but
0: my point being that's where
1: i stand on so jersey mics i think would technically count i've never had it's jersey mics i've heard of upscaled uh, upscaled i don't want to say subway because subway is dirt but <laughs> it's upscaled sandwiches and it's really good is that the place where you got that sandwich that, that you sent ball? me a picture of yeah yeah that does look good yeah Very good. You, that's the best meatball sub i've ever had okay well okay that's what, yours what did you think i was gonna answer though first i in my mind
0: i had you answer that uh, Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. Oh, no, I don't like Jack in so the I'm Box. So I'm definitely confusing you with someone else in no. that regard, but oh well. I don't like Jack in the Box at all. Let's see. If I had to say one for a while, I would have said, and even then, it, I don't consider it fast food, but if we're going to say that drive-thru makes it fast food, uh, I would have said Steak and Shake, but we got that wish, and they did terrible, yeah, okay. and every other Steak and Shake I've ever been to has been phenomenal, and ours has been terrible. Um. So I get, it's it's a weird one. I don't eat a lot of fast food. And
1: I think we have most of the fast yeah. food that I really want. The fast food I really only ever eat is Wendy's and Chick fil A. It's kind yeah, of rare. Kind of I can't in there. think of a
0: place that. You know, a lot of people like Zaxby's, but I've been to I Hot Springs Zaxby's, and had it. Dude. I don't like it. I like Slim's way more. I don't and, like Slim's that much. Well, Slim's makes, Slim's your, only has makes one, your
1: stomach bubble. but Yeah, Slim's only has one thing I really like there, and that's the chicken and waffles. Their so oh, chicken and waffles so chicken good. Their chicken's just bland to me. I think it's good. It's just, I, that's why I need something to dip it in. I don't like either sauce. Do you like canes? I love canes. See, I don't care for that. They're, they're their sauce, chicken's bland to me. But their sauce is what makes it canes. See, but sauce, I don't like I don't like the sauce. Yeah, that's where you're slipping. <laughs> See, that's this is now you understand why I like canes and why why you can't or like or you get why I don't like uh, Slims in the sense that you don't like canes. Same exact thing. Yeah, Good food.
0: Yeah. So what well hold on. What if you had Cane's sauce with Slim's
1: chicken. That'd probably be good. You think you'd do it? I mean, honestly, if I had like Chick-fil-A sauce with Slim's, I'd be good. Okay, Which yeah. Which I actually keep like 15 to 20 things of Chick-fil-A sauce. Like, at all and, times? Yeah, at yeah, all times. You and Blaze both. dip. Uh, here's here's a little hack for you guys. Chick-fil-A sauce is normally considered a fry sauce. It's not always just considered a dipping sauce for their chicken nuggets. You could dip fries in it and stuff, too. Um, when I worked... Blaze puts it on his sandwiches. Put it on your sandwiches... Get a Wendy's cheeseburger and dip it in it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's good. I've trust, had the I've you. had
0: the Chick Fil A sauce once. I don't hate it. It seems like it's a buttermilk ranch base. No, but it's I can't like, tell. It's
1: barbecue mustard, honey mustard. Um, is there a ranch in it? Mayo? No. It, the consistency is way too. You may be getting mayo from it maybe, mayo. but it's way too watery yeah. to me. And normally normally, like
0: you know how ranch is kind of like normally not thick. It's a little bit, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say watery, watery, but I mean, it's it's of all the things I feel like outside of mustard, mustard might be what it is because you can get some really fine mustard that is kind of, you know, it's not very viscous, but it sticks like it's supposed to do to your fries if you're eating and whatnot.
1: ranch. That's like watery. You probably should eat that ranch.
0: I'm I'm trying. I mean, it's not watery, but it's kind of like not milk th- is not watery, but milk is obviously not as viscous as something else. Like mayonnaise-based stuff is normally thick.
1: Yeah, I mean the chipotle sauce is thick. If you like, you dip a fry in it and you hold the fry upside down with it on there, it's not going to drip off.
0: I I had it from I'm, Blaze one time, and I mean that's kind of how I remember it. But it's been I, a long time. Yeah, Look,
1: you definitely need to get it. because... I don't have an
0: answer, Josh, because honestly, I prefer. I, because i'm just terribly unhealthy Basic. i prefer going to actual restaurants that too that's my biggest problem uh, i've been going to chipotle a lot more lately because Saul reintroduced me to it and uh, i think that's the good. biggest thing for me is that the first time i had it it just wasn't that great but i think it's because they didn't have uh they didn't have pinto beans all they had was black, black beans, beans yeah. and i don't like black beans man. i don't like
1: black beans either so. um
0: They've come back around for me but we've got Chipotle and I I consider that fast food. You get in and out of there pretty quickly.
1: Oh dude, yeah, it's quick. Now, right.
0: I don't go I don't even know if they have a drive-thru, but no, I mean, it's not necessary. App. They have an
1: app you can pick a order in and just yeah. go up there and grab it. It's su- right. it's super quick.
0: What's your bad thing about California?
1: Too many people. Oh, man, that's a great one. I don't want to I anybody who knows me knows that like I love going to bigger cities and stuff, but I get exhausted mentally going out with lots of people around me and um, just like we talked about it I think last reader mail where we went to uh, one of the malls in Dallas it's a, essentially a big like mile long circle um, and we like the girls left us to go do other stuff and me and Brett were hungry and we were having to walk through crowds of people and I'm like I want to get the hell out of here yeah, and I, that I, that's how I know I know California is like that, where you go down to certain parts of it, and you're just surrounded by tons and tons of people. And I don't I don't care for that kind of stuff. That's why I do like really like concerts. I don't really care the to places be places that most people like that
0: people are going to want to be in California. Like Venice Beach tend to be uh, quite populated. Yeah, San uh, I'd Francisco, say stuff like that. The worst experience I've had, and if I had to really say something bad about California, uh, I think that they do a very bad job of, and and I don't know what the problem is, and I. I don't know if it's something that could be easily remedied or not, uh, but I think that they do a very bad job of keeping up with their cities in terms of cleanliness, homeless problem, and I don't I think mean, it's just so many people. Some of it comes down to California's weather is really nice for the majority of the year, so a lot of people who end up homeless go there specifically because it's you can actually do a relatively okay job at begging. The it day never gets too cool hot and night. cool at night. Yeah. yeah, and it's kind of like a perfect system. and it doesn't rain all that much, but
1: you have to deal with earthquakes. But if you don't own a house, then why would would you care? Am <laughs> I have a building you're sleeping next to claps on you. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. But It's like Florida. I hate Florida so much, and it's solely because of the weather. It's so humid, and the times I've spent in Florida, it's like sunny, nice out. Bam, humidity hits you, and you're like, why is it humid? See, and it's not dark like clouds, that. and then rain for 10 minutes, and then sunny again.
0: It's not like that in the majority of California. It's very nice uh, in that regard. For, um, and definitely when you're up against the beach. You get, like know,
1: a, you get like a beach breeze. I know Richard lives in Florida, and he loves it, so I, I could... Hats off to you, Richard.
0: I'm going to be a little bit more specific. With my time specifically, and and I talked about this last read, oddly enough, but in my time in San Francisco, uh, it kind of ties back into that, though. They don't do – and I don't know why, like I said, but they don't do a good enough job of keeping up with their city and the amount of people it has, giving assistance people who need it. So, And that's kind of one of the weird things for us, uh, very specifically, where we're talking about, not to get crazy political, but I think it's weird for Saul and I and a lot of people who live here to understand some of the things that are going on there. Because you have people who are from there, like Elizabeth Warren, saying all these things we need to do, and yet you look at where Elizabeth Warren's from, and it's like, you don't even have your own city under control But why? I don't know about why. I'm not there, you know. But it's crazy. There's people that they hire and make copious amounts of money to go around and try and be poo picker-uppers. Because people yeah. poop in the street at such a high rate that there was a need for someone to make an app so that you could, all, in real time, get alerts to where you might be going and where poop might
1: be yeah, in it's relation terrible. to that. I couldn't do so, it. So,
0: like, with like wafts of peas just hitting your face like every three and a half minutes if you were anywhere downtown was really crazy.
1: So that's why I said Dallas would be the place I'd move to. Dallas Fort Worth.
0: It's like a perfect in between. You get all the stuff that you'd want from that, uh, but none of that. I don't know. It's like, it's not as densely populated. I should say it's got just as many people, yeah, it's, but it's a little more spread out. Yeah. Whereas dude, the craziest thing about San Francisco it's specifically, just spe- it's just, it's, it's such a small yeah. area. So it's I just, I couldn't breathe. Oh. Uh, and the buildings are all tall and constant, multiple people living here. It's very that, different.
1: That, now that would be something like I could go to New York uh, and be fine for the most part. Very but similar New situation, is, though. Yeah, but New York is New York, and I think the general mentality of people in California can be more negative to people in New York, even though there's that New Yorker kind of like vibe that you get, like where you're like... New York would be a shell,
0: a shell shock for us, because in New York, there's so many people, and they just walk around, and no one says, like, a, a, excuse me, or anything like that. It's just, I'm walking. That's, a, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah,
1: I'm walking here. <laughs> yeah. that's That's it, so... so. All right, Good question.
0: Another one from Mr. Josh Shoop. He says, if you could bring back any celebrity uh, at the cost of another, oh, no. who are you bringing back and who are you sacrificing? Dude, this is a rough question. Because anything, anybody that you say is immediately going to be like, do you just hate that person? And there's somebody that I used to would answer for this, but I've grown up and matured a little bit.
1: What was it? Uh, I, I don't can, know if I have an answer to this. I don't really know of any celebrity I want back. Tracy
0: Morgan would have been the one that I would give away. Cause I just can't stand him but in my time of getting a little older and just realizing I was like I just don't like him and it's literally nothing that I from the moment my f- eyes hit his face he didn't even say a word I was just like I don't like this guy and then the moment he said something it was just like it clicked that much harder I was like yeah see
1: why Tracy Morgan's hilarious dude I
0: think he he is not funny to me in the slightest if he comes on a show at all I just I turn it off because I don't like it anymore. so you don't
1: like that one show that's uh 30 rock hate it yeah I was going to say. Can't that, stand it. Man, Tracy Morgan's hilarious. Um, and it
0: sucks because otherwise, I don't mind Tina Fey. She's a little hit or miss. with me. And you. then Alec Baldwin. And then Alex Baldwin. Yeah. Alex Baldwin. Whoever it Alec is. Baldwin. But okay. yeah, he's
1: funny. You uh, know, so, but. I don't know. I really don't think I have an answer for this because I don't really think. I wouldn't want to be revived if I, I died. I have a cheat answer.
0: Here's the thing. You would assume that the celebrity that you'd be bringing back to life, you would probably most, I think most people would land on a celebrity who probably died very young. And
1: uh, well, I was going to say Carrie Fisher if I said anybody. Really? Yeah, I think
0: most people's minds would go towards someone where they feel like they didn't get to live as long and productive as a life With as they could have. Like whereas somebody like Carrie Fisher obviously did a ton in her career. Um, so I think you know common answers you'd see in a situation like this would be like Jimi Hendrix and a lot of them be musicians because they died he like fifty four when he died. No, Jimi Hendrix is in like his late twenties. Was he really? Yes. Who he's am I fixated. thinking about then? I don't know. But Kurt Freddie Cobain Mercury, is another one that I'm thinking of. Freddie Mercury was, I think, in his late 30s or 40s when he died.
1: Really? I thought he was like 50. I
0: don't think so. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Uh, but my point being, there's a lot of musicians that I think a lot of people would pull because... And here recently, you have people like X-Tentacion, who I don't really have any kind of connection with. He was 45. Lil Pete, stuff like that. So when you see people doing all that, it's like... I think most people would want to bring back someone who they feel like their their life was ended far too shortly before they really had a chance to do anything with their life. Um, so my, my thing with that would be, and it's going to sound terrible, but there are people who've been around for a long time and who kind of just live in their life, that that's like, you know what, they've lived a long, full life and they're just kind of waiting for death now. Those kind of celebrities, and don't wrong, I love them to death, but celebrities like Mel Blank and... Uh, Betty White, as crazy as that sounds, but Betty White's done everything she's going to do in her career, and she's very old. So if we kind of were just like, you know what, Betty? Take one for the team. We love you. We got a ton of work to remember you
1: by. Isn't Betty White literally older than baked bread or whatever it is?
0: <laughs> I think that there's, like, yes, like sliced bread or whatever Slice it was. bread, I think, and that's really true. She's,
1: she's 97. And sliced bread's only like 94 years old or something.
0: Let's let's look it up. Older than sliced sure. bread. <laughs> let's see sliced bread was introduced in 1928 my grandpa was older than sliced bread
1: yeah crazy yeah but yeah so sorry josh i don't think i have an answer for this who if i had to so let's I, I would say probably freddie mercury if i had to that's what I was gonna back. Say, take
0: away the the sacrificing part i'm just going to say that for me i would do it in a way that was like somebody who's old who's lived their whole life who's close to death anyway to bring back someone who got taken really early
1: i would say freddie mercury or kurt cobain and if you if you had, freddie
0: mercury i feel like he lived a long uh, he, he lived about half you know what i mean
1: yeah but it's like he
0: lived to be close to 50 I'm thinking of somebody in their, like, 20s. Kurt Cobain, you if know you mean? are
1: even a slight fan of Nirvana, I highly recommend you read his journal. Um, that sounds really creepy, but, like, they published his actual journal that is, like, scanned pages of his handwriting. And it's, it's really good of a read. Like, you're pretty much going through his life. And I'm sure anybody who died wouldn't want somebody to do that of them. But it's one of those things that's like you kind of understand the person he was because of that. It's really sad, but it's really good.
0: Yeah, you know, a lot of stuff like that. Because, you know, the people I think about the most, it's really hard to think about somebody who's really young that I just had a big fondness for because I think it's hard to build such a fondness thing. for somebody that you don't have years and years and years of their work. You know, it's like I think a lot of people's minds going to spring to people like Robin Williams, who was obviously somebody who had a lot of comedic
1: value left in him. 27. Um, he was 27. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was 24. Was it, maybe it was, I was Dave, thinking Dave late was 24 or something. And, and was younger than I'm them. Because I'm pulling that information from somewhere. Um, uh, but yeah, um, I, I honestly would probably say one of those two people. Even though those are musicians, and not celebrities. I don't know if that really counts. Technically, they were celebrities, but I don't know if he's going for like actors and actresses. If that's yeah. the case. Carrie Fisher.
0: Spring Brack, uh, he's a legend. bam. Bam. Same bang, bangs, um I feel like that's a pretty good one, actually. I mean, if I'm being honest. I'm trying to think of people who, I mean, part of me wants to say Chester Bennington because he was in his 40s when he died. But, you know, I mean, he did a lot, too, with his life, and you kind of just got to go. Hey. Dave Grohl was 25,
1: so that, that's probably who it was then. Okay. I was probably reading an interview or watching an interview with uh, Dave Grohl. Uh, well, I could see that. He was on Howard Stern and played guitar on Howard Stern and talked about it, too. It was pretty interesting. It's old. It's back when, uh, like, Learn to Fly and stuff came out in the late 90s. Oh yeah, uh, early two thousands. Early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. oh, no, that album did come out in ninety nine. Good lord, I don't remember. Pretty sure
0: Heath uh, Ledger seems like a pretty good one. He was he was rather young and a promising actor when he was you know when that happened. It would have been really interesting to see what was happening with his career in post Dark Knight. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and I'm kind of curious as to where that would go too. It, even though, um, yeah, it did come out. There's nothing left to lose in nineteen ninety nine. There you go. I that. knew it was 90s it's, it's crazy. So you're a big Foo Fighters fan. Cur- FFF? I do like FFF. Oh, I do like some of their most of their work. Like their older stuff, Monkey Ranch, Learn to Fly.
0: Yeah, Monkey Ranch is a great song. Um All My Life is a great
1: song. When they started doing stuff like the Pretend the Pretenders? They started Pretender. to lose me. Yeah, they, yeah, started, they started to lose, to me, lose there. me pretty heavily.
0: All right, Matt hunt has got a question. He's What's one up? of our patrons. He says Thank you, my man. Creamy peanut butter or crunchy? Didn't we answer this last week? No, not last week. It's been weeks, weeks, maybe even months since we've answered this.
1: Okay, well, I'll give you the same answer, because I, I know it's the same answer for me. Creamy. Creamy, if you are going on flavor. Crunchy, if you are broken, you need something filling. Get <laughs> okay. More, get guess. more peanuts, more
0: protein. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, uh, moving up, we have Derek Porter, another one of our uh, patrons. He asked, most, games, uh, most gamers are familiar with the large game developer, i.e. EA, Rockstar, Bethesda, etc., are there any little or unknown developers who deserve more recognition?
1: The, the guys who created Death gambit.
0: Oh yeah. Um, white rabbit studio rabbit. Yeah.
1: They, um, they originally uh, were with adult swim too.
0: Yeah. Adult swim games is the people who uh, published the game. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's just two people using game maker. Yeah. Which is a, pro- a program. I actually have a quite a bit of experience with from back when I was doing games. It's a lot different now, but I understand a lot of it. And I There's been a lot of great Death's games gambit. made on that. You know yeah. what I mean? There, Did that game
1: come out this year? No, that was last year. year. Okay, I'm yeah, surprised I didn't make it into any. I think I, I think I remember talking it's gotten about substantial it. Substantial updates this year. The problem of I last never year we be had, had because of the crashing. Didn't it crash on my speedrunner? Did I just die that day we streamed it? You died. Are you sure? Yeah, positive. Okay, because I remember when you get down to the chasm and you turn left and you go left, it gets you hit a wall that like literally will will crash my. Well, you know night.
0: the one boss I had issues with like the skeleton dude. Yeah, and is, every time I'd start the boss fight, it crashed. But but i got to give the developers a lot of credit, too. They've been constantly Two updating Two people, it? they've been constantly updating, but I, I tweeted, and I just said, hey, this is an issue I keep having, what's going on, and both of the people who made the game replied and told me what I could try, and one of the things they mentioned worked.
1: Well, not only that, taking it off boost of it, I'm sure, right? I think it was that, yeah. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that on Twitter. Uh, not only that, but they still, to this day, creators of that game still post trivia on their Twitter yep. that I'll see every now and then. They just it says, updated it with
0: a uh, new uh, start screen, too.
1: Really, I want to want to go back and like maybe that'll be the next game I do because I'm I'm doing a level one Dark Souls three playthrough. Mm -hmm. I'm at literally the last boss and kicking my ass.
0: I'm gonna give a shout out to Team Cherry. Uh, which is yeah, the team, team behind Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. I think there's been a lot of great games that have been coming from smaller studios. I mean, I, I really want to give this to very small studios, just a few people working on a game, and Team Cherry is a very, very small group of people. Uh, I also want to give a shout-out. This is somebody that a lot of people know by this point, but I think it's still important to give them a shout-out, which we do all the time. Uh, I think No Man's Sky developer Hello Games deserves a lot of credit for what they've done and turning around public opinion on them and, Giving, carving out a little niche in the game
1: development community. They're not really small though, I wouldn't think. Oh I dude, yeah, they're, they're
0: like 17 people.
1: I, right, but I'm talking about like...
0: And they were smaller when they started.
1: Because they were, they were pretty much partnered with Sony for No Man's Sky.
0: Well, if I'm not mistaken, I think Sean Murray used to work for... If I, I want to say it was Criterion.
1: What? I never heard that.
0: Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, he was a lead programmer at Criterion. Let me see.
1: Interesting uh let's see a lead programmer too at that mm-hmm. did, now what was his title in at, at no man games i mean no man
0: no man's sky <laughs> hello games he's the managing hello director Game. he's the okay. founder and managing director i'm on his page right now uh let's it's crazy see. how how did, he didn't do any real yes know. okay in 2001 murray began working as a lead programmer for criterion games wow they're and he worked really. on the Burnout series specifically.
1: Yeah, I'll say for those that don't know, Criterion is is the has the uh, and you know what that kind of makes games.
0: sense. Do you remember Burnout Paradise? I wonder if Yucky. he worked on that game. No, that game is great. Yeah, uh, but the reason I even bring that up is that Burnout Paradise was one of the first games to have an interconnected online world for well, racing games. That is very much similar to what he was wanting to try and do, especially with No Phantoms. Man's Sky
1: of people who are playing mm-hmm. even though technically Forza was out before that game was and Forza did that
0: well Forza had ghosts so those are just time trials those no, have been no, in no, games no. for a long Forza,
1: time Forza you could see your friends racing beside you uh,
0: Forza on the original Xbox on the original Xbox God,
1: I don't. I don't remember that on the Forza games for three sixty. Like Did they take that off? No, no, that wasn't there. That's been in every Forza game. It's like whenever I'm playing Forza Horizon four, whatever it was, mm-hmm. three, whatever the one came out. Yeah, and I'll see. You. Oh, it's definitely in that. Yeah, yes, it's, it's, it's definitely. That's been in, in every that. Forza game.
0: Now that one's a little different. That one doesn't do it to where I you see your wrong. friend playing in real time. That looks at your friend's data and makes a racer from
1: their data. That's what, that's what it the, is. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is in every game uh, to make it better. But right I might be know. wrong. It might be Forza two, but I still think that's before Burnout Paradise. Burnout
0: Paradise was oh eight. I
1: think Forza Two was oh six. Forza One was oh five, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, then I might be wrong. Or oh seven. Let's see. Forza sophomore year of high school. Was Forza oh. Two
0: was in 07. Okay, so it was yeah, still before the, I think Forza has always been on a um, two year schedule.
1: Always. Uh, yeah, for the most part, because it was. Yeah. And then
0: they introduced yeah, because Forza Three was in, not Horizon buttholes
1: oh well <laughs> well let's move on through I think we have two more Facebook questions uh, if I'm not mistaken he said yet. five and I think I've counted three and I like these because I don't know I don't have any idea I see the discord ones from time to time because of discord being. oh we got know. one
0: more because we've done four. Oh, okay uh, and that comes courtesy of Mr where's it at I just saw it a second ago I skipped by it somehow all right we go. Michael Scott Potter Schneider
1: if you didn't want your whole name I'm sorry is that, is that your real name <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's not a smart question to ask. You're at <laughs> his whole name like a dummy. Uh,
0: why isn't there a Zelda game made by From Software yet?
1: It is. It's called Breath of the Wild. <laughs>
0: Dude, if it came out that From Software developed
1: Breath of the Wild, people often enjoy. I would of the actually wild was pretty damn hard for what it was. I, I, early game, early game. I'm telling you, there is okay. You go. You see, you went on a linear path. It sounds like because I got I got found into areas with guardians roaming around, yep, one me shot too. me. Yep, and I
0: just I, didn't get hit. But I mean, fair enough. Oh, I
1: was in the, with three or four of them there. Yeah, right. I got
0: hit pretty late game whenever I actually started really screwing around with them and trying to attack them. Yeah, like at first, once it's like have, I'm obviously not supposed to, to attack them. them it's, yeah. It's easy-peasy. You can get the you'll, little
1: blast you'll, you'll, away. Yeah, you'll break... Your, no, it'll, it'll shoot directly back See, you if anything, I'd say that them. breaking
0: weapons was the hardest thing about the game, and it wasn't even that it was hard. It was just
1: annoying. You'd no. find a
0: weapon you finally liked, and it was just there like was you had some, to farm it.
1: There was a really challenging Because I
0: actually really liked the Guardian
1: Sword, but it would break super I bet, easy. And I'll bet you that's not even a common or an uncommon thought, too. Um, but realistically... That, what, the game's hard? Yeah. I mean, I, maybe. I don't know. But, um... Uh, yeah like honestly I wouldn't want a from uh, Zelda game I like the Dark Souls high lore or high lore high fantasy much better it does it much better for the world that it's set in.
0: Well, I don't think that the From team. The weirdest thing about it comes down to the fact that it would be interesting to see what they would do, having to pull themselves back for a Zelda game, because Zelda games aren't really about copious weird things like they are. If you look copious, at copious vague it, things, well, there's that too, but I also mean weird things. I mean, like there's plenty of things in not only Dark Souls but in Bloodborne, obviously, Bloodborne to the extreme.
1: That Dark, is just like Dark Seeker From or Dark you, Seeker. I could buy their names: Dark Stalker, it's literally, I don't know if you know what that is. Uh, I know it's been a while since you've played uh, Dark Souls 1, but that is the big serpent, yes, yeah, it's just the creepy, thing. Yeah.
0: What's the name of that area, too, when you're in just the pitch blackness? The abyss, the abyss, yeah. What I, the hell is God, that? I hate that
1: place, can't see a damn thing. <laughs> okay. Is that a potato? No, that was like a uh, eel or something underwater, oh, okay.
0: Anyway, um, yeah, you know. On the on the topic of from software making something different, uh, Elden was, Ring, uh, huh? Elden Ring. Well, Elden Ring, yeah. But I'm talking about earlier in the uh, Discord. Uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was Swanlin Stefan, one of our patrons. He uh, he was talking about from software making a uh, uh, Metroidvania style game.
1: Yeah, and, and you you did say like it'd be cool. It's it's essentially what Dark Souls is, but it, just 3D. And I said that.
0: To be fair. I no, mean, I know. But then yeah. you said
1: make a 2D version of it. I was like, I don't want a 2D version of it. Well Salt and Sanctuary sucked.
0: But here's the here's the other thing. Well, Salt and Sanctuary wasn't sucked. that great. I know. But, but it wasn't made by From, but it still sucked. But Death Gambit being the same thing was great.
1: Not the same thing though. How not?
0: It, if anything, okay. Death Gambit might have even been more of a Metroidvania. No,
1: no, it than Dark Souls or the, then uh, Then Dark Souls and realistically, even Salt and Sanctuary. No, no. I mean from a 2D standpoint and from a 2D standpoint only. But um, not for mechanics and stuff like that. Well, I
0: mean more of a thing. One of the things I'll say about Dark Souls that's a little different than a typical Metroidvania is that there's not as much of a, you've got to go and come and get this thing and you can get it in. I mean, it, it exists to an extent. Like, you can run around for the most part, most of the areas and grab weapons and whatnot in your own order and leisure within a pretty good extent. You have to f- somewhat follow a little bit of a pattern here and there sometimes, depending on what you need. Uh, and that's true of Metroidvanias as well. But metric venues are a lot about backtracking back to an area and just going someplace that you have a new ability to go to, and that's a little different,
1: huh? You're disgusting. How? I smell it. I did not do anything. Something died in here just a second ago then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I man. Really just thought you farted. No. I would own it if do I did. you really not smell that? No? We might be having technical difficulties in the middle of the show, I think.
0: Is your microphone on fire? <laughs> I, I would own it up, man. But I don't smell anything, first of all. But if it smelled that bad, I'd be like, "Yeah, let me kill you." Nothing would be as bad as Blaze in the bathroom that one day.
1: It smells like that.
0: I don't. You aren't here, but you can. I, I
1: can smell from home.
0: <laughs> anyway, but, I, I would like to see them do something like that. But I guess the thing across the borders: how would you? What would you do to make from software? And I, this sounds like a weird thing, but i think by forcing them to kind of scope themselves back and do something a little bit out of their comfort zone on purpose they could end up making a pretty interesting game and i think that zelda is a pretty because of the way they set the world up it's a it's a series that's rife for possibility to make anything they want to and i think that's why the ideas like cadence of hyrule work so well
1: as long as they do it with a difficulty curve that's massive like dark souls and you have good lower hidden items I'll, I'll love it if it's literally like a dark a, a zelda skin version of dark souls then perfect if it's if it's like a dark skull or a, well a zelda you could version. do that the
0: bigger thing is how does it add to the lore and do you want them to be very straightforward with it it could be like could, the zelda games tend to be or it, do, would you want them to be traditional from software keeping it with the idea of something that would fit in the velda the zelda lore but keeping it with the style of telling the lore that the dark Souls games always have is that kind of what you yeah want? that's
1: that's i wouldn't know where it fit in the timeline or anything or like where it could fit it could be an offshoot or it,
0: I mean, it kind of fit anywhere, considering that Breath of the Wild currently has no place in the Hyrule Historia. It does. It's, no, no, the, the developers have specifically said they
1: they they yeah
0: that it's got nowhere. Now, Breath of the Wild Two is apparently it's going to the, work towards putting it somewhere.
1: It's uh, yeah, the Breath of the Wild Two is apparently putting it in the timeline with uh, Twilight Princess, which I believe is the adult timeline. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, because uh, the Ganon and, and the Ganon in that cavern is the exact same Ganon from Twilight Princess. Yeah, that's exact what it looks like at Ganon. least. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, good question. Yep, thanks, and sir. No, uh, like I said, no questions on Twitter, but I do want to give a shout out to Sean Juan Neo because he did thank us for answering his questions, and uh, no problem, buddy. Thank you for being a patron and uh, enjoying our show. We're gonna move over. <clears throat> excuse me. We're gonna move over to um, Discord where we only have about I think ten questions, something like that. But we start off with our good buddy Oathkeeper Kiki. He is also a patron, and he says, "Which game series do you like more: Devil May Cry, Bayonetta, or Near?" and why? I thought
0: we answered that when the end of the last one.
1: Did we? No, we yeah. answered Switch Light. Did we answer that one?
0: Yeah, i okay. positive.
1: fairly well, positive. let us know if we answered. Well, hold it.
0: on, I'll tell you. Yeah, we definitely did because it was part of the cutoff. Yeah, we should have.
1: Okay. If, if, we, if did, we did, not we can did. say it
0: again. Look, if we have to keep which one do I like more, Nier Automata?
1: They're they all, all cry because I never played the first Nier. The
0: reason I say that and is And he said series. Uh but well, yeah, but Nier Automata is technically a series, but I yeah, guess. It's two games. It's and a series. And then do you do you include Dragon Guard in with that? Because yeah, then it's I definitely. Part of the same universe. Then so I sure. Yeah, I, so I I'd never, say yeah, near near Dragon Guard series, but I think the reason we answered it is I remember bringing up the fact that it's all platinum
1: games, and that's why well, yeah, it's an interesting question. It is. Um, so if, have, hey, if I, we play there you
0: go. You have another. You have another answer. I, I saw you still need to play near one, and I, I genuinely, I, I constantly hope for a remake to come. or even a remaster? Because I even think is it it's thirty worth frames, playing per or is it the 60 frames per second.
1: The original second on PS3. It is thirty. Okay. Because it was, because 60, it was made by Cavia. It is not yeah. made by
0: a developer. The only near game or Dragon Guard series game to ever be sixty frames per second was Automata. and that's just because of who it was made by.
1: Smart decision. It, even then, I don't think it was stable sixty frames per second. I think it was like forty-five. But I
0: don't know. It didn't feel rough to me at all.
1: It felt rough to me by my very first time playing third. I didn't know the only it all time like I had,
0: the only time I ever had a frame so drop was say. at the end when you're switching between, and that's just because it's doing a lot. And it I wasn't even. I don't think I had a
1: noticeable fan rate drop, except. Um, actually, you know what? No, I don't think I did. If I did, it was during the uh, Desert Boss. That bot. That oh, yeah. Ass boss. The orb. Yeah. 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 I got you. Okay. Why uh, don't you read his record? I'm going to check out my battery over there and make sure it's not burning.
0: <laughs> oh, on your. Oh, God. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Your battery bank. All
1: right. Kiki's
0: next question, and he is one of our patrons, in case we didn't get that out. Saul's over there shaking the camera. Uh, I don't know where the camera. Oh, it, it's just where the floor is right there. Even though this I'm is concrete. Clapping the earth. <laughs> so, Take-Two, Rockstar's father company, wants them to make games with less content so they can shell them out faster. Do you guys think they should or should they continue to deliver on big, detailed games?
1: Big, detailed games. No brainer about that one.
0: I will say this. I think that there's a lot of stuff that's in... And don't wrong, I really did enjoy the game. I think there's a lot of stuff in Red Dead that did not need to be there across the board. Now, what I mean by that is I think that there's a way that you could get them to somewhat call down what they do and be more efficient and make a game that's a little bit more like focused and knowing what it is but still keeping obviously with what they do their games are all about being big having massive amounts of content and a lot of freedom in your world. Now, I think there's some layers that really did not need to be there in and and Red Dead Redemption 2 uh and if you've played it, I mean it, it all just everybody, everybody's different. Um
1: but there, either way I think there there it comes down to too detailed is the problem.
0: And I think too detailed for for not the betterment of the game.
1: I honestly think, you know in terms I mean? of my preferences, the details in Grand Theft Auto five were better. It was still massively detailed, but it wasn't sloggingly detailed. Like, it wasn't one of those times in which I jumped in and I'm like, you know what, it takes me a little bit too long to do this because I have to do that kind of thing. Where in, Grand- yeah. in, in Red Dead it did.
0: Well, and, and you have two games that are about two vastly different things, right? Grand Theft Auto has always had an air of unrealisticness oh. about it. Uh, and, and one of the things they seemed to be keen on doing with Red Dead Redemption 2 was making sure that they made it as realistic as possible. And that was very different from what you expect from a Rockstar game, even Red Dead 1. It was like they would give you some leniency here and there to make the game fun from a game aspect. But one of the things they did with Red Dead was made sure it was so realistic that you appreciated it in a very different way. And I don't know, if, again, I don't know if that was for the betterment of the game across the board. I think a lot of it was. I, I enjoyed the game a lot more than Red Dead 1. Um, Even though I did not beat Red Dead 1, I played about five to to seven hours, I would imagine. Uh, It's been so long, it's hard to completely remember. Uh, But, you know, I think that the biggest thing is that they stand to make a lot of money, but that game got constantly delayed and cost a ton to make. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of ways for them to call that back and maybe take a year off the game so that they can get a year somewhere else on another game. And just, you got to think, that money matters, realistically. Um, So. Hard to say. He he does
1: have another question here I'm actually going to hold back because it is an interesting question. He says, are you guys afraid of Final Fantasy 7 R not delivering like Kingdom Hearts 3 did? For example, Height was built for Kingdom Hearts 3 and once it released, it didn't fully deliver like we thought it would in the end. So, we never did a Kingdom Hearts 3 impressions video. No, it's way past its due date for that. For that to become even <laughs> relevant. So, what I want to do is that in the slower, the slower next couple of weeks slash months, we're gonna have harder times finding topics that aren't just a completely opinion based topics. And I want to keep that for one. And it's gonna be hype V two, and it's gonna be reflecting back on what we said in the in the very first hype episode. Even though I don't want to say V two because we just did random V two, but I want to. We can reflect back on what we said in the original hype episode. Uh, coincidentally, about Kingdom Hearts Seven or Three and Final Fantasy Seven, and then reflect on how Kingdom Hearts Three felt with us and what we're anticipating with Kingdom Hearts Seven. Sure. I mean, yeah, Kingdom Hearts Seven. Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts Seven. Are, are good,
0: you going to save that?
1: Yeah, I saved it already. It's in Google good. Keep. Gotcha. Uh, our good buddy, long-time viewer, long-avid question, extraordinaire El Chabib, he says, "What, in your opinion, is the best gaming-related clothing store? Any favorites or recommendations?" It's not necessarily gaming-related because you can go find any uh, genre of entertainment on it, but Tee Public is the best. Um, I have had a... It's a Dark Souls shirt. I've worn it numerous times. It has Sif, uh, the great wolf from Dark Souls 1, uh, jumping through, and he has his sword in his mouth just like he does in the game. It has Dark Souls on it in like a metal-style font. I've had that shirt for almost three years now, and that shirt was you got to get the best quality i think it's 22 uh they'll say like premium cotton and it there's an upcharge for it get that that shirt has not faded it hasn't cracked and crinkled all over the graphic you can still see what it is 22 bucks i
0: actually really like that shirt i didn't mean to ask you where
1: you got it from it's fan made and all the t public's fan made it's not really officially licensed uh, and you can go find there's one i was going to show you that i'm going to order soon and it is uh dark souls but it's done in the um uh, it's Demon Days I marked from Gorillas, but it's all the characters of Dark Souls and instead of saying Demon Days under it it says uh, Days of Lordran or something no well what does it say it says something but it's a really cool shirt and I really like it oh Dark or it says Lordran at the top instead of Gorillas, and then it says Dark Days at the bottom but yeah look at, look at how sick that shirt is
0: oh yeah that is pretty cool
1: but um, see
0: white shirts though I don't like that no no no, no. I'd rather be a black shirt you
1: can literally select your color shirt and then this so I'll it's very about, much like Red
0: Bubble I think is the name of it
1: uh, yeah, you can go to uh premium t-shirt, and it's $24. It's $24. It doesn't shrink. It's co- it's so comfy. Um, I, I got to go
0: let somebody in because they're here with a kid that's got to pee.
1: Oh, okay. So I'll and be right back. It's a very comfortable shirt uh, that I wish I actually got a size up because it fits me so well. I wear a size large, and it really fits me perfectly. It's such a soft cotton that I that I wish that – uh, I had a larger size, so I could lounge around in it and stuff. I don't really like lounging around in, in fitted-style shirts. But realistically for me, that's really it. tpublic.com, you can go in and type in any game ever, and they'll more than likely have a shirt on there for you. They have stickers and stuff too, uh, for what I remember seeing. But other than that, I don't like officially licensed stuff. Nintendo makes some pretty crappy products in terms of officially licensed shirts and stuff like that uh, apparel wise. Um, but what's yeah. the problem with
0: licensing, right? It costs so much to license anything that people cheap out. And what's about
1: official Nintendo apparel?
0: Yeah. But I mean, across the board, even when you get any kind of officially licensed clothes, they tend to not be as good as quality as something like that. And it gets weird. I know that in a lot of ways, the whole point of doing a licensed product is that you can support the people who actually put the money behind publishing the game or the developers, depending on who yeah. it is.
1: Not a lot of people that do that though. <clears throat> that license out apparel.
0: Yeah, but what's what I like about what you're doing is that in a way, yeah, it's skirting and maybe that money is somewhat deserved to at least partially go to the people who created the, what it is that you're making a design off of. But at the same time, it's like you're going to support an artist. You're getting a better shirt out of it. You get more freedom because you can control color and everything. And it's just yeah. printed how you want it. I think the options make it a lot better. But Right.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't have any, obviously. Yeah, I, I thought that was I wear band the... shirts
0: probably more than anything. So.
1: Yeah, Hot Topic is pretty much the place to, to go for that, or it used to be. Uh, they
0: used to be a good place for, uh, for shirts for gaming, but they just didn't hold up in quality.
1: Not, yeah, the quality for all their shirts <laughs> are pretty terrible. They used um, to have a
0: dope God of War 3 shirt, but...
1: Well, and all only that, they did, they've gotten worse and worse with the quality of their shirts and designs of their shirts. The mm. only design that they've made in the past five years that I've really cared to like is the new Junji Ito stuff they came out with like a year ago, which mm. was really cool. Which, you know, Um, it's not their designs, but it's stuff that they're
0: choosing to put in their store. So, I guess,
1: in a way, it is. Kiki says, what's your favorite video game relationship of all time? Ooh, That's easy for me. Easy peasy. Who's yours? 9S and 2B. You know what, it's that's very, that's, a, that's a pretty good one. It's a very tragic relationship.
0: But what gets weird about that is, and, and it's actually part of why I like it so much, I'm not going to go too much into it, in case you haven't played Nier, um, Automata specifically, but what I like about it so much is that it's it's a relationship that's kind of hard to tell just how
1: amicable it is.
0: It's like in yeah. some ways, it sometimes it feels like a one-sided relationship, yeah, and, and then other times, times
1: it feels like... That's a, what's so good about it. And the times yeah. that 2B lets not S in, it's like that's 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 cool i like
0: that I, and i really I got to say for a japanese game i it, it actually exceeded my expectations and i think that that for the most part anime and japanese based content do handle relationships pretty well but i think sometimes they'll lean towards some slightly unrealistic manners but what i like so much about this game is it, it was so 30. grounded in Real back and forth of people. It's like not trusting and is, uh, talking about specifically who Two B is as a character, and then the game expounding on why she's like that specifically toward Nine because you think she's oh she's just cold hearted bitch, but yeah. no she's not.
1: There's a reason. There's a reason, and then especially uh, and it's when, a great reason when she breaks by those reasons and, and is like I'm sorry, or is like and, and says something nice to him, and he's like what ma'am, and she's like nothing. Yeah, it's just like yeah, I like yeah. That no, it really lot. that's that's a really it's great like seeing Doctor Cox be nice to JD. Yes, it's like it's the exact same relationship.
0: <laughs> what, a, what a great yeah that's a really good comparison but uh, man yeah, that's a great that's one for me honestly i kind of want to steal that one but i'm not going to i mean you can still it. it's nah, I to you what's fine. your favorite i'm I I gonna, gonna, I'm gonna throw you a cliche
1: ass one like joe and ellie so go ahead
0: huh <laughs> what no not joe and ellie even though that is a good one uh that's a, and see the, the word relationship is pretty weird right I'm, like, I'm using is I'm it using, a father daughter no, is, is it what that, that gets to be a weird any thing
1: form of a relationship between two people
0: yeah, I mean that's and technically I mean that's what a relationship Friends, tre- technically is friendship, friendship
1: too. Relate, like a romantic relationship a uh, father daughter bond. Then I'm going to am go in a slightly Kratos weird and Atreus.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go in a slightly weird way, but it's going to be another Japanese game that does it weirdly well and it's going to be Sora and Riku. And there's a really good reason for yeah, that. Yeah, that's actually kind of good. I, like I said multiple Deep times. Dive. One of the great things about Kingdom Hearts to me is that when I played it at such a young age, and I have a father who definitely at the time was very much manly man, all these weird expectations. And it was kind of nice to have somebody who was kind of like that. And my parents were divorced by the time I was playing this anyway. But, you know, it's like when I'm at my dad's house, it's all about, I felt like he had an expectation of what I was supposed to be. And I didn't always agree with what he wanted me to be. Yeah. Uh, and in some ways, he didn't push too hard. Like, he didn't care if I played sports, but he still had some expectations, or at least I had the feeling that he had expectations of what I should be as a man. Uh, and coming up, you know, a lot of people that I know, definitely in the South, have really weird times being close friends with people to the point where I, I see this across the board. Both of my parents don't really understand friendships that I've had to the point where, like, there's been multiple situations where my mom's been like, does blaze love you do you love blaze and and like specifically asking like are you gay and just not coming out with them like mom i just don't know how to describe this to you that's i a have sad life to not I, a friend like that it's like i have that's why i even told my mom i was like you know how sad it is to me that you don't have a friend that you feel like you love through everything yeah note and take every bit of that it's, it's just a it's a platonic love but you love them and you want to see everything kind go well with them you like seeing them all that stuff but you know it's like and Growing up, one of the great things about Kingdom Hearts is it kind of was the thing that I got to see as a kid that exposed me to the fact that those types of relationships should be normal.
1: Why you got like a 1950s dress hanging out that closet? Uh,
0: it, because I opened the closet earlier that's in a creepy. hurry. That's real creepy. It's a ghost.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: They used to be Grandpa's closet, so I mean,
1: yeah. Is that is that actually a dress? Yes, it is. That's very creepy. Yeah, I that's think like,
0: it was my Aunt Allison's wedding dress. That's like something you see in the, like The Conjuring. Ben, that's bam, what bam, I see of it. Yeah, because it's like a, what an arm in a corner. Yeah, it's like a it's like a ghost sticking its arm out of the closet. Uh, K- but yeah, Kingdom Hearts is definitely there. Taught me how to be a, a good friend, I would say. Which is
1: coincidentally what the whole series is about. Kiki says, if Final Fantasy VIII gets a physical release, would you guys want a Final Fantasy VII R demo included with it? Since they did that with Typo, having a, uh, the fifteen episode Duske Duske included with the game, sure. We could uh, release another terrible Final Fantasy game with a demo of a potential good one. You know what, Saul?
0: One of these days, you're going to get over the fact that Someone's Final Fantasy VIII is a great game. Somebody's
1: going to stab me for talking so much crap about. H- Here's what I'll 8. say, actually. I don't hate Final Fantasy VIII. Bare Fantasy. It's minimum, a joke Final Fantasy VIII
0: is at least a good game. It
1: is. It is. It is. I'm just. It's warning joke at this time. I got <laughs> shit all over it. Anytime I know it you do. Up, and squall, Leonhart.
0: Just how you. I know that you've got to love all over the surge because it's your favorite yeah, game yeah, in the world. I hate
1: the surge. These yeah, are the there's, things. There's, there's, these are inside jokes. Yes,
0: though, to answer the question, I do want that. Because I think it's a great tactic. Honestly, I was really surprised, definitely. (laughs) Honestly, I was surprised that considering we learned so much about Final Fantasy VII Remake when we did, I'm really surprised they didn't include something about it in Kingdom Hearts III. But I guess that just goes to show how much they wanted it to be just Kingdom Hearts. It might have been because they wanted to see how Kingdom Hearts sold without there being any kind of an outside thing. The thing about Type-0, including Final Fantasy XV, and it only served to help its sales... It yeah. was a niche game getting remade in the West when it or getting remastered in the West where it never came out. It was kinda like, well, this'll at least get it in people's hands and justify that, that, the cost of the remaster.
1: That's one of the perfect examples and of like, a game that works the best on a handheld and it doesn't get ported to the handheld properly.
0: Yeah, it's like why didn't that make it to the Vita? It yeah. would have made it would have made way more sense just not, bringing it to the West on the Vita.
1: That's like remastering uh, uh Final Fantasy Tactics Advance on Well, no, that doesn't work because the Switch can be both. But like on the Wii U, no, because then technically it could still kind of work. But yeah, it's like remastering something like that. It's like you you mastered a handheld game to the console, but then there's a handheld here that you could also remaster to and you didn't. stupid. It's a waste of time. We have two more questions. Or wait. Yeah, two more questions. Our good buddy Josh Uppie says, and this is going to be slightly condensed. I don't know if he wants me to read all this out loud just due to the name and stuff. We've got more than that. Do we? Through to the 26th. No, Discord goes one week back. Yeah, through to the 26th. No, one week back. This is the 31st. One week back.
0: This episode releases on Friday, so
1: One week back from the day of recording. No, nope. Monday. Nope. Yes, Discord's always done that. Nope.
0: But okay. Discord's
1: always it done that. It doesn't matter,
0: but it, I'm, I'm telling you, that's what it is. Because I switched to what I'm asking. The last time I asked was on the 26th on Facebook for reader mail 14 So I always do it. You're just broken and don't know what you're doing. But that's I guess okay. so.
1: Come on, keep going. Anyways, uh, Josh says, Liam and I grew up in a home that was fairly religious and we were not allowed to listen to music that we wanted to. And then he put in parentheses, we did anyways. That was late 90s and we wanted to listen to rock bands like Marilyn Manson and Slipknot as well as to other hard rock slash heavy metal of the time. On several occasions, our parents would take our CDs that we purchased and threw them in the dumpsters or broke them. If we recorded songs off the radio, they would burn the tapes. They wanted us to listen to modern rock or classical rock. So my question is this. I was listening to some of the music from that time as a parent, and I could see where where some of the songs that bands were probably not suitable for kids, but other songs lyrically, there's nothing wrong with them whatsoever. They just sound aggressive. What do you guys think is worse for kids? Would you rather have kids listen to bands that have a very aggressive sound, such as Cradle of Filth, lyrically not be all that bad for something, or not be lyrically not that bad, or something like classic rock? I'm not a parent, so I don't know how like I don't know what I would do but I know what I want to do. I grew up in fourth grade, Eminem was hitting hard, and that was going from fourth to fifth grade, and my dad did not like it at all because of his language. Same so went for Limp Biscuit. What was ironic was that my dad did not like me listening to them. My dad also had a thing like where he didn't really try to stop me from listening to them. But if I brought him up or whatever, he would just be like, eh, no I don't know, you should be listening to them anyways. But he would never tell me not to listen to them. Yeah. He, he would always say, you shouldn't be. But then when I was listening to things like Linkin Park, which was in the exact same time era, who were very hard and heavy, nobody ever said anything about that. Yeah.
0: I think, Still aggressive sounding Much like he's talking about Lyrically, yeah. fine realistically
1: I'm just not going to let my kids Listen to trash music Like Lil Zan or whatever That's it I'm just pulling an AM out of a hat Like I, any kind of SoundCloud rapper I'm not letting my children well, listen see, to See this gets weird Just because it's trash a-
0: music. And I mean that across the board It gets weird I've let uh, Kyrie has listened to stuff Because she's been in the car with me And when you're on a long enough car ride You just kind of listen to whatever you want To keep yourself awake and active And if you get us paying You kind of just lean into it uh, But I had a very different situation So my dad growing up uh, on my side, you know, <clears throat> my dad was the one who introduced me to all those types of music. My dad introduced me to Disturbed, Corn, and now he also listened to classic rock. So I heard stuff like Van Halen and whatnot. Uh, but I'd also hear Ozzy and stuff like that coming forward, and Black Sabbath. Um, but realistically, my dad stayed pretty up-to-date on the music, so I heard about all these bands that I ended up liking in my youth from him. Heard about Linkin Park from him. Heard about uh, 10 years from him, ironically enough. That's weird. Yeah, so there was a lot of newer stuff that he'd let me listen to, and a lot of it was like, Godsmack, dude? He'd We'd be in the car, and he'd be like, listening to, you know, the uh, g- get back, get back on track, get off of my back,
1: bitch. <laughs> Is that, a, is that a Godsmack It's that song? Godsmack song okay. from the first album. Um, but it's my, ironic how we uh, know so many bands mutually, but we, we didn't tell each other about them.
0: Yep. Uh, so, anyway, you know, we listen to all that stuff and so that was where my thing came from It, but my mom on the other hand like I said my parents were divorced my mom didn't really care until it became a point where she was worried of how it was going to reflect on her towards other people's vision of her and she, it was honestly like she didn't give a damn what I listened to if I would just not show it, it her look bad but if I like showed it, it then it was like she had issues so I, I, would dress like an, I would dress like a metalhead emo kid and listen to Switchfoot uh, no I I would do all that stuff I'd listen to slip down everything at school dress around walk around town go to the mall dress as always was the moment it came time to go to church she's like take that uh, armband off that has you never wore on trips uh, one time and they were very
1: uncomfortable Really? I always thought they were very comfortable. No,
0: I didn't care for them. Partially because of how much it was, they were weighty because they had chains everywhere. I guess that's. And it's like they're uncomfortable when you're trying to sit down and stuff to get caught on stuff. I
1: hated it. I felt like tins for legs, it looks like.
0: Yeah, and uh, I just didn't care for that. It's not like I didn't care for Jinko jeans. You know, it's not for me. Yeah, um, Jinko
1: jeans. I had one pair and I didn't like them. But
0: anyway, you know, and, and going back to the answer to the question, though, thankfully I didn't have to go through what y'all went through. It just wasn't, it wasn't like that. For the most part, I could do what I wanted to. Uh, now, of course, as a rebellious teen, I did some dumb stuff. Like I, there was a, I bought a Trivium shirt from their Shogun album that was an 08 so i was in um, ninth grade and i had a shirt that said dear god the fucking ship is sinking and my mom just was like you're not wearing that in public at all and tried taking it from me so instead of course being a smart ass kid i was like well, you can take my shirt away from me but you can't keep me from writing it on my arm and i just write dear god the fucking ship is sinking on my arm to prove a point now in retrospect teenager, stupid yeah well no she can't because the moment i'm out at school or in public I go hey can I borrow your sharpie I could, and my point to her was yeah. that if you don't want me to do it there's better ways to go about it than just telling me no you can talk to me about why you don't want me doing it why you think I should wait and then I can wear stuff like that when I become of the age for me to make that decision on my own then we can have a conversation but that's not the way she went about it it was I am the dictator you're not wearing it because I said so take it off give it here and I was like bitch I paid for this because I'm young I didn't call her a bitch but in my head I'm sure you but, did but still I was like you know, I paid for this shirt I don't really think it's fair for you to take something away that I spent my own money on that's true, yeah. It went yeah. that time period. Yeah, like, um,
1: I don't think that any i if I ever become a parent, then I would never, ever, if my son had, like, a or daughter had a, a job, I would never take something they bought away from me. Oh, yeah, and my mom would try and do that a, a lot.
0: No. And they, I just They like, worked
1: hard for their money. They can buy what they want, you know, as yeah, long as. It's that's not, what I say. As long as it's not like a choker that says daddy on it. I'm like, <laughs> no, you can. <laughs> I'm not going to take it away from me, but you, but you'd not wear it until you're 18. <laughs> anyway.
0: Then that's,
1: and then that'll be a hard conversation to have so, with my son.
0: The core of the question is, would you rather have kids listen to bands that have a very aggressive sound, such as Cradle of Filth, and not be all that bad, or something like classic rock? The thing about classic rock is, realistically, classic rock is just as lyrically, sometimes even more corrupt than some of the bands that sound aggressive. So it comes down to, you get aggressive sound, and ironically enough, when classic rock was coming out, that was considered aggressive to the parents of the parents who were saying, don't listen to that, but listen to this. At the same time, I can almost guarantee you their parents are like, you shouldn't listen to this filth. It's heavy and aggressive and yeah. disgusting. It's something that just constantly rolls through a cycle and it's annoying and I hate that what it happens that way. What movie was that, it
1: that like, Van Halen was the devil? Was that that wrestling movie with... dude? Genuinely, I don't know. The, it, it featured Van Halen in the entire movie too. It was the Well, the, with, the band or, yeah, the per, like, or a person yeah, like, like, from uh, Van Halen? Yeah, no, it was the band. Like, songs, I think Van Halen at the, at the end of the movie.
0: Okay. I mean, either way, it comes down to that situation where I know that that's always been a thing, but for some reason, parents are like, oh, well, even though I'm telling you to listen to this, it's like, dude, classic rock has got some pretty messed up stuff in it sometimes. Sometimes it's fine. You know, you can hear people like Dee Schneider sit in front of court and explain what his lyrics find. Who's Dee Schneider? Oh, the singer for Twisted Sister. Oh, okay. And you're going to, you know, them from there. I know who they are. Okay. (laughs) They're just terrible. Anyway, their breakout song, I don't know why you just said that and it skipped my mind. Um, What's their little hit song? Where
1: um, I, I, like, it's the one that or... it's the
0: one that SpongeBob covers with Goofy Goober. Is Go- that the word "daughter"
1: in it? Goofy
0: Goober, rock do 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 I want to rock. Okay. That's the song. Anyway, there's hey, a you bunch could of have said stuff
1: by City because
0: you know it's like turn the or radio on, t- whatever, and then parents say no, 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 no. Anyway, it's the song's really not all that bad. But then you have other stuff that's like. Really, you you want a song tell if you if you are going to get that into the sticks about things like okay, do you want a song telling your kid to smoke in the boys' room? Really, I mean, is that something you there's, want them to do? There is also
1: that crush that you can always had, go listen to Christian rock and then say, hey, this sounds really cool, but this has cool meaning behind it. Yeah, because I mean that there's, works too. Like, Pod guys, Pod. There is like really good <laughs> Christian rock bands out there that be like. Early, early, early. I used to do that
0: with I Lay Dying because honestly, and they they were just the Christians in a band, but it's like my mom would be like, Turn that filth off because you know, like 94 hours is a crazy song. Anyway, when you go through all that stuff, it's like you you can find ways to kind of cheat around it for the parents that have problems with it, but I think it comes down to this if you have, if you're, if you personally don't really have any issue with the lyrics, and I think it takes this. Most of those parents wouldn't even know what they were listening to. They'd just hear it and go about it. I think if you could sit down really listen to it and try and understand it for what it is, and then from there decide whether your kids should listen to it or not, that's kind of on you. Kyrie, yeah. by extension, ends up listening to what we listen to, and that means sometimes she listens to stuff that, in retrospect, I realize she shouldn't have. Um, we're listening to Juice World, and uh, Juice World is an uh, emo rapper. So, of course, sometimes he talks about stuff we should, it, it, she shouldn't necessarily be hearing about. And it was funny. There was a time period where a song came on, uh, I was listening to Juice World's new album, and we only listened to one song with her, with her in the car. But the next day, she's like, "I want to listen to Empty," and that's the name of the song. And I was like, "Oh, okay." She knew the song. I was like, "Ah, maybe I shouldn't." She, and I was like, and then she kept saying, "No, Dad, I want to listen to Empty." I was like, "Well, how's the song go?" And I was just curious how much she remembered because I was like it may already be a lost cause. She goes, "You know the song?" She goes, "I'm empty. I feel so goddamn empty," and she's she just said singing it like a kid. <laughs> yes, and of course, it doesn't help that I find it funny. So, used to, you know, I carry around in my truck. For the longest time before I had that Bluetooth adapter in my truck, the only thing Slipknot. I had in there was that Slipknot CD. So, it's just what it lists to because the radio, I don't yeah. care for. And it doesn't work very well. So, I was like, okay, here we go. Listen to Slipknot. And the, the song Custer from their last album, Point Five, The Great Chapter, you know, she ended up loving that song for some reason. So, we get home and she's getting dressed and her hair getting brushed. She's like almost three at a time. And she's singing, cut, cut, cut me up and fuck, no. fuck, fuck me up. And, you know, I... In retrospect, again, I shouldn't have let her do that. But, you know, she's a kid. She's fine. We talked about the fact that she knows not to cuss to the point where she tells me when I cuss out of... Like, if we're listening to a song, that's the agreement.
1: What? Oh, uh, uh, Okay, never mind.
0: Anyway, if we're listening to a song, that's the agreement. Uh, she loves... Um, what is jam? What is what? Jam. Jam?
1: Yeah. Just go ahead. As for a future question. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. Know the answer to that instantly.
0: Well, anyway, I don't know why I can't think of the name of the song. Um, some people are a lot like clouds, you know.
1: <laughs> well, while you do that, we're gonna go on move on to the next question because we we have four left.
0: So anyway, yeah, I, I'm just gonna land on it. It's called medicine. She knows that she can cuss along uh, in songs if she's singing the song. While it's on, uh, outside of that, she already knows, and she stops me all the time if I go to cuss. She goes, "Daddy, don't say that word." Yeah. But her rule, and you can tell her, Hannah would tell her, don't say damn because it says damn in Madison. And she would go, I'm just singing the song. <laughs>
1: uh-uh. Uh, yeah, I grew up with Limp Bizkit. That wouldn't work for me. Uh Our good buddy Crash, he's also a patron. He says, who, in your opinion, are the best storytellers in music today? Please give multiple examples because if you only give one, I'm pretty sure I'm going to know the answer. Well, you, I'm only going to give one. That's coheed like obviously here's the thing about kohe it's hard they're one
0: of the only people that do it that way because every
1: album is a continuing well, technically what was that nine inch nails album that is a story what is it called yeah it's called year zero yeah um but and i'm wrong it's a great album but that's yeah and, that's, and it's a pretty cool story that story it that is a story but i wouldn't consider that continuous storytelling and that's what kohe does it's mm-hmm. continuous um, I want to go because I know
0: it's not what he wants to hear so i want to go back if I had to say best storytellers of music today it's somewhere tied between and this is different from you uh, I go to it like when you're listening to a song how does it make you feel and can you encompass what the song is trying to tell you and the song is more about something specific so that's going to be either between a story hotel books and, lot of and a lot dispute and I story. do say that because yeah definitely no. the reason I say that is they're self-contained stories and they're more about like when you're going through there's a lot of songs that are not like that there's a lot of songs that are just about the way you feel and kind of talking things out but then there are songs that are very specifically about one thing and I mean that and it gets hard it, your obvious answer would be a band that does concept albums but everybody's done Stone has done concept yeah. albums now uh, Nine Inch Nails has done concept album we've seen concept albums from Hawthorne uh, Heights with If Only you Were Lonely that's a concept album um if that's going to be the criteria, then it gets even more watered down. So I'm going to take it down to a song-by-song song basic basis. If I can tell that there's a story that you're weaving with me across either multiple songs that you put parts on and you're doing it that way, um, it's a little different. I mean, you know, some songs are about just letting out specific feelings and ideas, and some are about recounting and, and building up a story. And one of the best songs I've heard, and it's an it's older song, it's, it's over 10 years old now, uh, Lotus Pute, their first album, uh, there's a song called uh, The Last Lost Continent. It's a 12-minute song, but genuinely it's one of those songs where I can't imagine it being a second shorter and having the same impact. And part of that is because of the way that it goes about building the story up of what's going on and what it's espousing and what it's talking about. And the song kind of starts with talking about... Well, don't tell
1: me. I want to listen to it.
0: Well, okay, fine. Listen <laughs> to the song if you haven't. Corey, you may have already had. It's off their first album. It's uh, somewhere between the me. river of... Well, even then, dude, I can't do it justice. I'd literally had You have to just listen to it and hear it. It's crazy. It's now, you a have story. To, you have to listen to it. It's very important. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another song uh, that comes to mind very much as well, and that's Hotel Books, and that's um, Wooden Floorboards. And it's specifically him recounting a dream he had that's very vivid, and it's a story. It's about you know, it's a story about the dream, but it's also about what the dream means and going through all this thing. And he's recounting the entire dream and like in each step, he'll tell you kind of what happened in the dream and then why it made him feel the way it did. And then kind of keep going step by step. And it's a, it's a great storytelling process in that way. I think there's definitely some times that people do, music where they kind of tell a story but they do it through a little bit more vague way and it's like well you can kind of pull what you want to out of this but then there's times like that where I feel like it's pretty on the nose it's like you know what they're talking about yeah so
1: another one for me is the story of of the robot with the human hair and it's a song series that Gans Dance has been doing since their very first album and the songs are called literally the robot with human hair part one and it's literally telling the story about a robot with human hair. And each music video they have for each one—I and I don't think they have them for all of them. Well, and they go on too. right. They're not
0: all called parts, but they all use the name robot somewhere. So it's like you have like no, Son of
1: Robot. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. Were,
0: there were parts, but then it started evolving. The, the, the newer into, one was
1: Son of Robot, and then uh,
0: oh, there was Young Robot. Young Robot, yeah. And then there was Son, Son of, of Robot, robot. Yeah. yeah. So
1: it's yeah. So but it's,
0: they're definitely connected. Definitely the music videos. Yes, like, the music videos are super cool because the songs done it's a little by by harder to tell. You know, and that gets weird of the songs don't sound like they're obviously connected. No,
1: that's the, that is a thing though, is that you, but the videos are yeah, very, obviously you, if connected. you listen to the songs one through four with young robot and son of robot or son of robot and young robot, technically in chronological order, um, then you will notice that the song is telling the story of, <clears throat> of that robot. And like that, there's elements and the bad guy and stuff that's in there. So it's pretty good. Oathkeeper says, should they make destiny three or do you think they should just keep adding all the content into destiny two? There's two things that me and Brett both want the exact same, and we're not going to get it, unfortunately. We both want Destiny 2 to stay Destiny 2 forever. We don't want Destiny 3, but we're going to get Destiny 3. They're going to have to do engine fixes. They're going to have to get it to run on consoles at 60 frames per second, and, use it, and they're going to have to change a little bit of the engine up for that. They've already said that on Twitter. So there is parts that they're going to have to fix that, that certain armor mechanics and stuff like that that they can't do in just updates, certain gun mechanics and stuff like that, they have to do it. In a but they game. can that's, that's no, the biggest problem they can't and the reason I say that is because there's been it's other the games way, that have done the exact same it thing it doesn't matter they're not using the same engine it's the way they built I, their I, current I, engine that I they're understand on that. they don't have the resources don't forget they're an indie developer now
0: I, I understand that So they, don't they have do have the, money it's, but it's not about that it's that there are other people you can take it outside of things like World of Warcraft into something more like Guild Wars 2 or Guild Wars those are still the game, massive they're made by NCSoft
1: they're still massive games okay so ten,
0: we, what did we talk about it's and, they're, cent, on, and it's, they're also uh, on
1: PC and they also probably built their game to go on like that where Destiny never did that
0: well their game destiny 2 specifically was always planned for pc so why would destiny 2 not be planned to have a scalable engine everything has a scalable engine
1: and it probably had to do with the contract of activision making them make three
0: i just don't know why they'd go forward to me i think it just needs to stay destiny 2 forever if if, if and on top of that they need to pull all destiny 1 content i agree into but destiny there
1: are, i agree but there are bug fixes and stuff and tweaks in the game that we have to that we need to get that can't be made. Like they just don't have the time and resources. They've said that on Twitter. So I
0: think that they have just made a decision that they don't want to do it, and that's
1: all. Well, I think that through. they had a con- I really think the contract activism screwed them over. And when they said that there that has to be a trilogy for Destiny One, Two, and Three, then that that has to be. Well, all
0: engines are scalable, and the reason they even say that is that Destiny Two runs on a on a updated version of Destiny 1's right. engine. And then they're, and they're, Destiny Three will just be an updated version of Destiny 2's engine, and that's
1: probably what they're thinking is that it's probably easier just to go ahead and scrap half of the stuff that people complain about. In Destiny 2, like Enhancement Cores and stuff, and then port them on over into Destiny 3 with something else. And then instead of just making it one big release. We'll because see. the Shadow Keep's already changing so much that people are overwhelmed. But I think that it should stay Destiny. I think they should just make it Destiny New Light, or whatever it's called. Or Lost Light, whatever it's called.
0: Yeah, I think it's New Light.
1: Uh, what was your first impression of each other? This man dyed his fingernails. Or painted his fingernails.
0: Oh, I used to color men with sharpies when I was bored.
1: Yeah, they are black.
0: Yeah, I've never actually painted my nails.
1: Yeah, it was um, a good job though, black huh? fingernail. I, mean, I guess black Sharpie.
0: I just used. I used to draw all over my skin because I was bored. But so. uh,
1: I thought he, he might have been a school shooter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You'd almost need to see a picture of me in the time period to understand.
1: Yeah, like it's terrifying. But no, like I knew him. When was my the brother. first time that
0: we officially met? Was that in Spanish, Spanish class? class? yeah Close so. mm-hmm.
1: I, I knew him as an extension of my brother. But the first time we met, he showed me his custom CS:GO game. Oh. P S P yeah, that you made uh through Game Maker, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. And then we stayed uh pretty good acquaintances through Spanish class and then eventually Then Saul
0: would, took half the year off. Half, he,
1: <laughs> uh, more than half the year off. Pretty much the whole my whole senior year off <laughs> yeah. to go to home for home for homebound, which is homeschool through the school we went to. And um uh, but the, even then in that time you were still coming over to s- hang out with Seth at Ed's and you'd spend the night and we played play Unreal Tournament and Resistance. Yep. <laughs> and So first impression. And, did play Quake? No. Okay. We I played Unreal um, Tournament 3. Was weird, uh, first weird, impressions yeah. were that you had the same music interests as me. I can see that. And it's, it's very rare to meet somebody out in the wild in our town at our age to have somebody that has the exact or have very similar music preferences and they didn't come from recommendations you made. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody who just had that natural interest in it.
0: Did you have any preconceived notions of who I was or what I was based off of what Seth told you about
1: me? Seth didn't talk about you.
0: Okay, so inverse of that situation. I know. Seth
1: made me out to be like a jerk. Well, hold
0: on, though. This is something that happens with younger brothers and their older brothers. Yeah. I used to talk crap on my brother. We, well, we talked about it Partially because older brothers tend to treat their little brothers like crap. Yeah, it's just we, a thing. And
1: we brought it up on the podcast before that essentially it's just like, I was essentially the big brother. Bully. It was hard
0: to have a first impression of you because I already had a mental image from Seth. Yeah, that was, I was like he's kind of douche. He's kind of a douche. He's like he's real self centered. And technically, all teenagers are self centered. That's what you don't yeah. realize at the time. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you think, well, I'm less self centered than him. <laughs> Even in retrospect, or whatever. But no, it was it, it was all based off of things that Seth told me. And of course, sometimes older brothers are jealous, or younger brothers are jealous of their older <laughs> brothers, or they're not. Sometimes they just don't like him because they've been treated bad by him. Things like. Like that so, yeah. My first impression of you coming into it the first day I met you, I was like, Oh, I got science class or Spanish class with this guy. I was like, Okay, well, from what I know, he's an asshole. And then it was kind of one of those weird things where I've been told you're an asshole, and then we're talking. I'm like,
1: This ain't no asshole. <laughs> I'm like, I don't
0: see it, yeah. <laughs> but I'm but you know, you still have that thing of like maybe um, he's just maybe he's hiding just it not, really yeah. good.
1: And then, of course, that never really came out, <laughs> yeah.
0: So, you know, it was one of those weird things. And luckily, it's, it's ironic that me and you hang out way more than me and Seth do now. I mean, yeah. I'm still friends with
1: Seth. You know, I used thankfully. to think Blaze was a drug dealer because of what Seth told me. <laughs> good lord. I used to think Blaze was like a high class drug dealer for people in high school. Never. Yeah, I know. But like it's just that He did
0: drugs in high school. Yeah,
1: that's where well, that's where it came from and then he there was a specific story I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay. But the last question up for the week, we have our good buddy Josh Hoop once again and he says jam or jelly favorite flavor i had to google the difference because i get those two mixed up mm-hmm. and jam is the one with with fruit preserves in it yep and then jelly is pretty much just uh fruit preserve concentrate that's that's spreadable and a, a bunch of sugar pudding. yeah so i'm gonna say jelly <laughs> uh
0: i prefer jam and it really does the reason i say i prefer jam is that it depends on what you're talking about if we're talking about jelly i I'm love thinking, grape jelly i'm
1: thinking toast and, and like pb and j yeah so for Cause me, that's all i eat it with yeah, I guess. Uh, I think
0: that I, I really like blueberry jam, and the reason that you go with jam on that is that blueberry actually, when you get the jam, it actually has pieces of blueberry in it, and yeah. it tastes far more texturally and even sweet-wise. It tastes like a blueberry. When you get into – I've had blueberry jelly, and it's weird
1: because it doesn't well, feel right. Yeah, blueberry jelly doesn't taste like anything. It's very weird. It the, tastes artificial. Well, the one I, well, and I, don't, I don't think that it is. Well, that's I think I'm, it's that's just because I mean, the blueberries aren't taste there. Any, like, well, if you have a blueberry – they don't really taste strongly of, of what the artificial flavor represents. Oh, no. Not at all. They don't taste anything like that. That's uh, why I like blueberries. They're, they're sweet, a, but they're really not that well, sweet. I had a, a a single raw blueberry for the first time in my life like four years ago. Like, good Lord. I've, I've had them in muffins. I've had them in cookies. Oh, okay. Yeah, I go to I'm, I'm yeah. talking about just like a single raw blueberry. It, itself, yeah. it had no taste. It, it had the faintest of taste. Yeah, it's, it's fa- that's why I like it. It's a good uh, snack. Yeah. You can throw and, a couple in your mouth. That's what they were. They were frozen, too, so they are real good. Oh, uh, yeah. But you get that little snap. But yeah, and uh, just like frozen grapes. But yeah, like, I'm going to go with this question as if I'm making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or like buttered toast and putting the jelly on the toast. I'm going to go with jelly instead of jam. But if there's another instance, whether this is weird, putting it on crackers, because that's a thing, or anything else, you go jam. You go jam for fancy stuff, you go jelly for toast and sandwiches. Pancakes, jam. Jam. I'm glad you said I've that. I've actually had jam on, uh, there was a pancake that I, or, um, Waffle House. I hop did. That was really, really good. Um, and it was peach cream. Peaches and cream, I guess, I think is what it was. Where it was essentially uh, like a stack of pancakes with like a ring of peaches around them that were real peaches. And then peach preserves on top or peach jam on top. Was it jam cream.
0: or was it compote?
1: It was not compote. Okay. Compote's real like dense yes and and, yes and that's what
0: that's why i actually don't jams
1: thin as much as i like blueberries uh i do not like i I uh, hope uses
0: blueberry compote it's too strong i don't
1: yeah uh this was this was back uh and then they had strawberry version of this except theirs was theirs gave me allergic reaction because there is a certain it's called preservative b and i i get i'm really sensitive to preservative b i don't have i'm not allergic to it but i will break out in a rash somewhere on my body Yeah, i got you um, all right, well that was it, That's man. it. That's it for episode fifteen. I'm gonna go get me some Wendy's and dip it in Chick Fil A sauce. <laughs> uh, be sure do you that... keep them in your car. Do I have Chick Fil A sauce in my car? Yes. Or do you keep it at home? No, it's it's in my cabinet. I like, figured. Always have sauces on deck. Uh, I put a picture in Discord before where I was just like, "These are my sauces." I was like, "You have a sauce drawer? Oh, well, it's a sauce cabinet. Oh, yeah, cabinet. I, it's, so, it's so much it won't fit in a drawer." <laughs> I'm, telling, I'm, I'm not kidding when I say I like 20 Chick-fil-A sauces. That's a lot. And that's I still have Chick-fil-A Ranch, Chick-fil-A Barbecue, Chick-fil-A Polynesian. Um, you need to get a drawer
0: like my silverware drawer where it's really wide and like double because then you can just I, have it perfectly. I promise
1: you it's not enough. <laughs> but All thank right. you guys. Be sure to ask us questions on uh, Discord, Twitter, and Facebook for uh, next episode 16 so you you like what we're doing here
0: subscribe to us on youtube if you're watching hit that like button get all that stuff hit that like button share the video with anybody you think may enjoy it sharing Uh, is
1: very important sharing is caring
0: and if you want to support us in the show in any form or fashion go to patreon.com slash nartech and get stuff early uh or you know whatever you want to do but we'll see you guys next time and we thank you thank you Thanks to our patrons Chad V, Dan Barber, Josh Jarrell, Matthew Green, My Name is Dan, Douglas Below, Sean Santarude, Eric McAllister, Matt Sycamore, Shadowist, Stephen Salazar, The Stonard, Travis Below, Eduardo Palomino, Stephen Swanlin, Coy Live, Philip Laguerre, Corey Hickerson, Brian Donovan Williams, William Digital Spooker, Derek Porter, Josh Ayres, Thomas McInnes, Brandon Edwards, and Sean One Neo. Thank you.